I'm not going to preach for long this morning. You'll be really pleased to hear. Um, we're going to try and aim to finish for 12 o'clock. Uh, it's half term, lots of people away. People are taking the kids out. It would normally be a kind of family service. Uh, but again, doing a family service, everybody goes away. So it's kind of hard to do a family service when there's not a lot around. So I'm just going to talk for a short while. Um, I just believe God's just put something on my heart this week. I want to share with you. And um, starts with this really is when the alarm goes off in the morning, what is your first thought? Do you bound out of bed, full of energy, excited for the day ahead? Think, great, this is a wonderful day. Wonder what's in store, how exciting is it going to be? All the things that you've got planned for that day. I think it may depend on the day of the week, of course. Um, but do you, is that kind of your thing or is it, where's the snooze button quick? And I'll leave it till the last moment to get out of bed. It's my wife who kind of will leave it till the last moment she can. She knows how long it takes her to get ready in the morning to get to work. So she'll leave it till the last moment she can to get out of bed. Dutiful husband that I am. She's always got a cup of tea waiting at the side when she wakes up. And um, so she has tea and then kind of comes around slowly. And some people need tea to get awake in the morning. Some people need coffee kind of to get them stirred in the morning. And uh, I'm sure we're not really that great at getting up in the morning, are we? Not many of us are. I think when we're on holiday, it's slightly different because actually I don't want to waste any moment of my holiday. And of course, there are others who really struggle to get up because they get up at stupid o'clock. Uh, my son gets up at 4.30 in the morning. If you've ever heard in his car when he comes here, imagine that at 4.30 in the morning. Wakes us all up, wakes the whole neighborhood up. In fact, actually my neighbor said to me, he said, I'm very grateful for your son's car because it gets me up and gets me going in the morning when normally I'd like to stay in bed. 4.30 though, oh, that's not so great. But I keep telling him he needs to change that exhaust and get a, uh, get a quieter one on, fitted to his car. But is that how it is? Well... For me, I'm preaching to myself this morning a little bit. I felt stirred about this. And because uh, I think God is saying to us, it's time to rise and shine. And we're not very good at it because we don't practice it in our daily life of rising and shining. It's kind of rise and, well, let's just see how we get ourselves ready and get this sorted. And we'll take our time over breakfast and take our time over the tea and coffee uh, to get going in the morning. But it's time, I feel, to rise and shine. You see, I think there's a, we can so easily lack spiritual energy. We can lack physical energy. It's hard to get out of bed, especially when it's cold. We can lack energy. We can lack the willpower to jump and get out of bed. But actually, so too spiritually, we can lack the energy to get up, to awaken, to arise, and get on with the things God's given us to do. And I feel like there's a, we're in a time when there's a wake-up call to us to rise and shine. So would you like to turn to Isaiah 60? I'm just going to read the first few verses. Now I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It might come up in a different one on there. But I like this. As I read, whenever I'm kind of preparing something, I look at several translations, see which one I like the best that fits kind of what I want to say, kind of how I interpret it. So I'm not sure which one that is. I think that's the ESV version. It says, Arise, Jerusalem, 
Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness, as black as night, covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. And I actually, it doesn't just appear over us. The glory of the Lord is in us. It's in us. It's within us. And even then, story, that was just brilliant this morning. You didn't know what I was preaching, of course. So great time, great day to share that story of, you know, a whole valley filled with light. In the moment, God shows up. In the moment, there's glorious light. In the moment, but actually, God says, you've got it all the time. It's living in you. It's part of you. It's my glory is already in you. So you need to arise. You need to awaken. You need to shine for all to see. Let your light shine for all to see. You see, we're very good at hiding our light under bushels. We're very good at keeping silent. We're very good at not saying a lot and not doing a lot. We're very good at not letting our light shine just in case. It can be a bit of a fearful thing, perhaps. It can be... What am I going to look like if my light shines in this place? What's going to happen? What's, uh, what are people going to think of me if my light shines here? You see, God's put us uniquely in places that only you are. I'm not where you are. You're not where I am. You're uniquely where you are in the sphere of influence that you have, whether it be a neighborhood, whether it be within your family, whether it be in your workplace, your community, you're uniquely where you are. So God's looking at us to say, well, I've put light in you to shine where I've uniquely put you. It's not somebody else's. And it's not like waiting for somebody else to come and shine. It's actually our responsibility is to shine where we are. So Isaiah has this prophetic call to the people of God to say, let your light shine for all to see. Not just to the ones or twos, not to those kind of you can get a bit close to, but actually let your light shine so all see it. So everyone can see the difference that you bring. The difference you make. Let all see that you carry Jesus in you. I love the start of Ephesians chapter 1, and it's my favorite, favorite book in the Bible, I think Ephesians, it just captures my heart again and again every time I read it. And it starts as, we were called and chosen to be in Christ. So we're in him, that means therefore he's in us. He lives in us, therefore we have a light within us. We have a glory within us to shine out. And God wants us to shine forth for him. He wants that glory in us to shine out. And even kind of was Friday morning, uh, we prayed about this morning's meeting in the prayer meeting. And um, I just, Marion asked the question, who's speaking? I said, well, I am. She said, do you know what you're preaching? I said, well, probably, maybe. But I didn't actually know until Thursday night when I was at group on Thursday night. And really, I kind of got, I felt God confirm it. And I just felt this sense of people, we carry around a dullness about us. You know, you know, you've met people who are dull, haven't you? You know those kind of people who are really dull. Not, you know, you can't get a conversation out of them. They're not very exciting to talk to, not very exciting to be around. You kind of say very little and very shy and can be just a bit, kind of a bit dull and so on. But I think we are spiritually dull sometimes. We're not very good to be around spiritually. 
Because there's spiritual dullness that comes on us and it can easily overtake us. It can easily come over as circumstances, situations, life, stuff, feeling, not spending time with God brings on spiritual dullness. And even while we've been doing the gifts of the Spirit and I wasn't going to do kind of one of those gifts today because I knew lots of people away and stuff. Actually, I'm aware even doing that we can still be thinking, yeah, we're preaching it, it's going well, good series, doing well, actually, are we, but we can still be dull in the midst of that. We can still be spiritually dull. Even in our, our own gifts and things that we know we've already got, we can still be a bit dull and not actually shining forth in our gift. I realized, and we were talking about this, I was, a few of us were with um, leaders together in uh, our hub, regional hub, we were up in Buxton, meeting with guys from Manchester, and others, and Colin Barron was just challenging us about what is it that robs our confidence? Well, actually, our lost confidence brings dullness. And I realized that it's been probably about three months since I preached now. I think it's almost three months since I last preached. And I kind of, as I was coming, even coming to this, I, I kind of felt I've lost my confidence actually to get on preach. I've kind of lost it because I haven't stood up for a while. I haven't stood and preached for quite a while. And you lose confidence when you don't do something that you're gifted to do, but you don't do it enough. And you don't step into it. And you're not exercising those gifts. A dullness comes on them. And we have to shake that off somehow. And we have to remember what it's about and who it's about. Colossians 3 verse 4, Paul writes... And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Well, the way he's going to be seen in all the world is by his glory in you. His glory in us. That's how he's seen in all the world. That's how Jesus is going to be revealed to this world is through his people. So actually there's a glory to come, but there's a glory already existing within us that God's put in us that needs to shine forth, needs to come out. You carry it. Wherever you go, you're carrying something of the glory of God. And just as Den said earlier, you know, that the greatest miracle is actually salvation. The greatest miracle in each one of us is that God chose us and saved us from our sin. The greatest miracle that's ever happened to anybody was saved and added. And because of that miracle... God has put in us his glory. It's shown in us. It's seen in us. Actually, we're free from sin. We're free from shame. We're free from condemnation. And we're free to live a life in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, is he your life? Is he your life? Is that how you live out your life in Christ and through Christ? That he shines out of you. It's a wonderful truth that God chose to dwell in us to shine forth his glory to a world that doesn't know it. I think that's amazing. That God would do that in mere old me. And I'm nothing. I am nothing and I have nothing other than Christ. So even as I'm preaching, please, God, let your glory shine out because I don't want it to be me because I ain't got much to offer. You'll be really disappointed in me if you just get me. I'm pretty dull, to be honest. I really am. 
It's true. I'm a dull person. I'm quite a serious person. I'm not, the, I'm not the life and soul of the party. You invite me to party, I'm not the life and soul of it. You're going to be disappointed if I was the class act you were expecting. <laughs> you really are, because it ain't me. But you get more than me, you get God. You get his glory, I'll certainly pray and hope you do anyway. Because <laughs> it's better than what you get otherwise. <laughs> See, he's become my life. And I just want to share a little bit of story. I was going to get Harry to do this, but I just want to share a bit. Other week I was with Bakewell Groups, and Harry just shared this story. And I was so blessed by it, because this is the difference God makes. In the company that Harry works in, where he's some sort of attorney, is that it? Yeah, patent attorneys. And in that company he works in, before he became a Christian, his nickname was Hitler. Now, you can kind of have all kinds of imaginations of what kind of boss he was. Dictator, bit of a dictator, wouldn't put with any nonsense. This is what you will do and this is how you'll do it. Probably shout at a few people, laid the law down, this is how it's going to be. But since he's become a Christian, he's lost that. And because he's now a Christian, he's brought into the workplace Christian principle and ethic. And over a period of time, he's changed a company that was a small company when he started, but God has blessed and grown because of what Harry's brought into that company. He's brought the glory of God into a company. And he's changed, and because of that, God honors those that bring in the glory of God into whatever situation, whatever circumstance. That might be, and I'm sure it's been ups and downs in that. I'm sure it's been a difficult path to walk sometimes. And you get frustrated and it's difficult. And I, I know being the manager myself, these people, I just want to get hold of them by the scruff of the neck and throttle them <laughs> sometimes. Because they do the stupidest things. And say the stupidest things and get you in all kinds of situations you don't have to try and bail yourself out of. It's really frustrating. But actually, I want to bring grace. And that's what Harry's done. He's brought grace such now... Harry has been made senior partner. Now that's a testament to the glory of God and actually honouring what Harry's done in that workplace. And I just want to commend Harry for being, bringing that into a workplace because that's what it's like to take the glory of God into this world, to bring the glory of God into the kingdom and the kingdom of God into the places we are, the spheres where we, I don't have influence in Harry's company. It's way above my head. What Harry does, probably the same as highway engineering, is perhaps way above Harry's head, but the things I do. But actually, the thing is, we can bring wherever we are, whatever sphere of influence God has given us, we're there to show the glory of God and demonstrate it. That nicknames like that can be changed. And thankfully, I've never been called that. I've been called lots of things, but I haven't been called Hitler. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Yeah, who knows what I've been called behind my back. That's true. But uh, at least Harry was aware of it. It's, it. You can cope with it when you know. I guess it's even worse to think about what they call you when you don't know. You see, I, God, God wants to storm some prisons with his life and with his glory and with his light. He wants to storm in to some places. And you, if you're the only one there as a Christian that can do that, God wants to storm in through you. 
God wants to bring light into circumstances that only you can do it because you're there and nobody else. And there's no other Christian there. I, there's very few Christians I know of that work in the, in the sphere of a highway engineering that I work in. Very few. I go to national meetings and I've met one guy over 20 odd years of doing that that's, another, that's a Christian. That's all one guy in all that time. But I want to bring in the kingdom of God. I want to bring in the light and the glory of God into those situations that I, only I get to go to. Only I as a Christian am involved in. And I've sought to do that. And actually, what even surprises me more, I get invited into more things because of what I bring. And that's really scary. Because I don't just bring my, my knowledge and understanding of highways. I actually bring it in. So I want to bring in kingdom principles. I'm always seeking to bring in a godly principle. And I speak that out in meetings. And sometimes I get shot down in flames. That's okay. But I'm not going to stand back because I want to bring in the glory of God. See, there was this whole thing years ago, wasn't there, about living life to the max. And nobody really knew what that meant. Is that going out and just getting drunk, taking drugs, as much sex as you can, or is there more to it than that? Living life to the max with God is a pretty exciting journey. Because actually we get to be the carrier of the presence and the carrier of the glory into situations. So when even we talked about beginning of September, we talked about God's calling us to be on an adventure with him. There's adventures yet we haven't been on. But there's some good adventures coming. And it's not just about an adventure of a building. That, that's, that's a good adventure, but it's not it. There's a whole mission that's got to come out. There's a whole advancing the kingdom that's got to happen. And there's adventures yet to be had for all of us. Really exciting adventures that God wants to take us on together. Not for our good, not for our sake, but for his sake and for his glory to be made known through us. I've been reading this again. It's a great book, Watchman Nee. Not I, but Christ. Really helpful. And there's a chapter in here, and he he just starts with this. If I can read it. Should have brought my glasses. What Paul says is the reason why his life is in Christ. Without Christ, he cannot live at all. This describes his present condition, not his goal. This is the secret of his life, not his hope. His life is in Christ. He lives because Christ lives in him. That's the only reason Paul lives. So Paul could write that in Colossians. Is My life is in Christ. It's hidden in Christ. That's all there is to it. And my life is because of his life. And that's the only reason I have to live. And so you could say, you know, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Actually, I don't lose anything by dying in this life because I've got an eternity to go to. But actually, to live here, to stay here, to be here, it's got to be Christ because there's nothing else worth living for. And this is a man who persecuted the church. This is a man who sought to stop everything that God was doing, yet was one. 
and rescued and changed because God stormed his prison with light. You remember on the road to Damascus, a great light came. God stormed his darkness, his prison with immense light of his glory and set him free. And he's done that for each one of us. And there's many more people. God's going to storm their prison. God's going to storm their life with his glory. And he's going to do it through his church. And he's going to do it through you. So rescuing a man off a bridge. God stormed his prison with light. And God wants to storm even your prison. Even today with more light. Because I think some of us, we're still caught up. We're still hung up. And there's things we need to throw off. And there's things we need to shake off to display the glory of God. And to demonstrate it. I was at Alpha on uh, Monday night. And it was great just being there. You see, God, and he just gets some questions. And, but God gave, came to give us life, he says. Jesus said the reason he's coming is that we might have life and life to the full. That we might know how to live. That of anybody on the face of the earth, we know how to live and enjoy life. And not just exist. And not just get through life. And not just have that just final hope of, well, one day when I die, if I just can get through this, I can manage to get through one day, I've got a hope that I'll be with Jesus for eternity. It's not just about getting through. God says, I want you to have life here. And we don't have to settle for anything less. Sometimes we choose to, but we don't have to. We can have life to the full. So Galatians 2.20. I'm fast running out of time. Galatians 2.20 says, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, he's dead to self. He's crucified himself. It's no longer I, I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Why? Because he loved me and gave himself for me. That's his reason. That's his point is, I live it now in Christ. The life I live in the flesh, I live for Christ because of what he's done for me, because of his great love. Paul grasps some truth here. Paul grasps the reality that actually life is about living for God. Life is about the life of Christ in him. Life is about living out that life in a dark world and shining for him and bringing the glory of God into every circumstance and situation that we face ourselves in. And we go through some tough stuff in life. You know, there's some crap things happening in life. It really is. And it's tough. But in the midst of it, God's light can shine through. His glory can come through us. For ourselves and for others. The life of God, the glory of God, made known and manifest. And it's amazing how in the midst of trouble... God turns things for good. It's amazing that in the midst of difficulty, God works miracles. In the midst of what looks like disaster, and it's over and it's finished, God does something even greater. Because he's God. And he's an amazing God. Paul understood this truth of his life was hid with Christ in God. And nowhere else. And he changed his allegiance And he no longer partnered with the enemy, but he chose to partner with God. He chose God over the things of the enemy. You know, he got position. He got a life that, and he was respected for what he did as a Pharisee who would go and 
do the bidding of the Roman Empire, he was well thought of. But he said, I count myself nothing for Christ's sake. He put it all down to follow Jesus. He laid it all down that he might have the life of Christ in him and follow him. He understood it and he owned it and he took it. David knew it as well. Just very quickly and just finish with this. Psalm 27 verse 1. Tony read from the same psalm earlier. Starts with this and it's one of my favourite psalms. The Lord is the light, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's a life lived in Christ. That's a life knowing who we are. What we, what we have within us. The life that God's given to us. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Well, I don't have to be afraid of anything then. I don't have to be afraid of anybody. I don't have to be afraid of any circumstance. If he's sufficient for everything for me, for my life. And he says, I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. What more do you need? You've got me. My glory shining in you. So I want to tell you, it's your time to shine. It's your time to shine. It's the church's time to shine. It's this church's time to shine. Whatever or whoever shadow you've been living in, whether it's been fear or worry, people who we feel inferior to, we could easily live in somebody else's shadow, feel inferior to them. No, you're unique. And God's called you uniquely where you are. And only you can do it. You don't have to live in anybody else's shadow. Anybody else is under any fear, feeling inferior to anybody, you don't have to do it. Is there any dullness you're aware of? Any dullness you think, I, I want to shine more. I could shine more in that. I know I, could bring, I can bring something to that. I can influence that situation. I can help that person and show the love of God to them. There's places we can go and we can shine for Jesus. And we can throw off dullness. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's just a physical thing, mundane, routine of life. And life does become a bit mundane, doesn't it? And it can become a bit boring sometimes. And it's the same old, same old sometimes. We go through routine after routine. And we all have our routines. And we all like our routines. And we hate them routines sometimes. We want to break out, but it's life. It's how life is. But we don't have to live under it. We don't have to live under it as though it's some shadow over us. We don't have to allow it to, for us to become dull and dull our light and dull the glory of God within us. We can still break through that and let his glory shine. He's got a lot more for us. I want to say that. He's got a lot more for us as God's people in this area, as his church. And his glory is going to be seen, whatever building we get, whether it's this one or another one, and I'm fairly confident about this one. God's glory is going to be seen. And that has always been my prayer, that whatever building we get, I just want God's glory to fill it. I don't care about anything else. Just fill it with your glory. Fill it with your presence. And I want people to walk in, that, in a place and they know the power and the presence of God as they walk in, even such that they can't stand up anymore. Because the power and presence of God's evident. I, I love to see that. I want to see that. I want to know that. We want the presence of God. But actually we want to be more than that. I want to be, to be carriers of the presence of God 
whatever you go, whatever situation you're going into, carry the presence of God. Carry the glory of God. That those dark places, those valleys, just as with Dan, those valleys can be filled with light. You've got some valleys to go and fill with light. Where you are, where you work, where you live, with your neighbours, go and fill them with light. Let's stand together, shall we? Lord, I want to thank you for the glory of your light. Lord, I want to thank you that you said your glory will fill all the earth as the waters cover the sea. Lord, and I'm asking you that today for us. As your people, Lord, we will know what it is to shine your glorious light in the unique places you've placed us. Where you've put us, where we have influence where we can speak a kind word, where we can influence a situation, where we can pray for a sick one, Lord, where we can bring the light of your glory into a situation and see freedom from sickness. We can see freedom from bondage. Lord, I want to pray, would you get hold of us afresh? Lord, and help us. And give us eyes to see what you're doing and do it with you. God, I pray, open our eyes to see where your glory is being made manifest that we might get on board with you and shine your light into dark places. Father, I pray, come to us right now, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I just want to ask you to do a physical thing. If you know, if you just know there's a dullness about you, I just, I just felt God say to me this morning, just shake it off. I want you to literally just do that. Just literally shake it off. Just shake off any dullness. Don't have anything to don't partner with dullness. Don't have anything to do with it in your life. Don't partner with any of that. There's a glorious light of the glory of God. And he says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of God is in you and on you. So shake off dullness. Shake it off right now. Just shake your body, just shake it off. Let's get rid of any dullness. I'm not having that in my life. I'm going to shine for Jesus. And I come to us, Holy Spirit, and let your light, your glorious light, shine in us and through us in fresh measure today. From this moment on, Lord, I pray, Lord, thank you for even the songs we've sung this morning. Lord, you've just confirmed your word. This is what you want to say to us. This is what you want to do to us at this time, Lord. And I pray, Lord, we will rise as being a glorious church, not because of us, but because of you. Because of your glory amongst us. People will see us and know the glory of God is upon us and in us and with us and be made manifest through us. God, I pray, come to us in these days as we're on this adventure with you, moving us forward. Lord, let your glory come. Thank you, Jesus.